This morning, I want to talk to you about something that you have because of the Word of God. I have what the Bible says I have. Amen. Uh, Isaiah, we've been looking in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 the last couple of weeks. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Today I want to talk to you about that term, the Prince of Peace. And this is, this is something that is promised in the Word of God for you that you have if you will apply it to your life. Jesus said, I'm leaving my peace with you. I'm giving you my peace, not as the world gives, not the kind of peace the world gives. How many, how many understand that the world gives peace that is temporary at best? So, I want to talk to you about two kinds of peace. In order to have the peace that passes understanding that the scripture talks about, peace that is beyond explanation, you must first have peace with God. There is two kinds of peace that the Bible talks about, the peace with God and the peace of God. Many people would like to have the peace of God, but they, they don't know that they need to start with peace with God. So Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. You, are, you as a believer are standing in the grace of God. And the way that you are standing in the grace of God is because you have peace with God. And the way that you have peace with God is that you have been justified by faith. He justified you. He said Jesus was enough. And now I'm not mad at anyone anymore. I'm not angry. I, I've said this several times throughout this season. God is not angry with you. And if you are coming from a perspective uh, in, in, in uh, Christian history where you feel that God is somehow angry with you, let me give you some good news. I'm going to understand the gospel is good news. It occurred to me uh, as I was thinking about this, this whole issue this last year of heaven and hell and judgment and, and all of this uh, that, uh, that Scripture talks about. It's all biblical principle. But I began to research and I realized that God only spoke, that Jesus, that Scripture only spoke of hell to followers of God. Did you know that hell was not a message to the unbeliever? God made Christians aware that hell was there so that we would be quick to go tell our friends about Jesus so they wouldn't go there. He made us aware of judgment. It's clear that there's a heaven to gain and that there's a hell to shun. But the message to the believer is this good news of Jesus Christ that invites them in and says, come and walk with me. Come and have peace with God. 
So this scripture says, therefore, you've been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand. So the message to those around you that you know and love is come and walk with me and meet this man, Jesus, who loves you, who made a way of access for you so that you could stand by faith in his presence, so that you could be justified by faith and stand in the strength of his grace and be an overcomer in this life. We want you to know God. We want you to love God. We want you to to know that he loves you. And that his anger for sin and his frustration with sin was taken on the cross. So that you and I could be justified. Access, free access by faith into the grace in which we stand. Listen to what Colossians chapter 1 and verse 19 says, It pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell, and by Him, Jesus, to reconcile all things to Himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of His cross. Everybody say the word peace. Jesus, through the blood of His cross, made peace between God and man. So we have peace with God. And the scripture goes on to say there in verse 21, And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, now he has reconciled. Say now. When is now? Now is not later. We have, we have a really bad habit as believers of putting the good things of God off to sometime later. God's going to do, God's going to bless, God's going to touch, God's going to heal, God's going to, God's going to, God's going to. No, he did. Now. So now is now. Now we have peace with God. If now we have peace with God, then let's take that promise of peace and let's move into the promise of the peace of God. You know something that really concerns me in my generation is believers who are worried? Believers who are worried? Somebody mentioned, I just read, I think this week, that in Scripture, over 365 times, in excess of 365 times, the Scriptures say, fear not. If it is in there, in excess of the number of days that are in a year... Do you realize that God is saying to you every day, fear not? He said it more than the number of days that exist in a given year. Fear not. Fear not. Don't be afraid. So Jesus said, I leave my peace with you. John chapter 14 and verse 25 These things I've spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance everything that I have said to you. It's the job of the Holy Spirit to remind you of what the Word says that you put in you. 
You read it and you memorize it, you put it in your heart, then the Holy Spirit comes in your time of difficulty and he draws on it. So in your time of frustration and time of concern, the Holy Spirit will come and say, remember, you read in my word, fear not. So it concerns me a great deal that there are many believers in the earth today that are anxious. We shouldn't be anxious. We should fear for nothing. So Jesus said in verse 27, My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. What is he saying to you? You don't let your heart be troubled. Did you know you have to take an aggressive stance against an anxious sense and and against fear? Jesus said, I'm leaving my peace with you, so don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be troubled about anything. Christians, believers, don't worry. Believers, don't fear. Believers, believers, don't fear. Fear not. My peace, I'm leaving my peace with you, so don't let yourself be afraid. Sounds like there's a little strand of discipline in there somewhere. (laughs) Personal responsibility, isn't there? Isn't there? When he says, don't let your heart, what he's telling you is that when your heart moves into anxiousness and when your heart moves into fear and when the thoughts of your mind move, move you toward something that causes you to feel anxious, that you have to say, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Last time I read the word, I read... Fear not. Wait a minute. When Pastor was talking on Christmas in 2016, he read the scripture where Jesus said, Don't let your heart be afraid. I've decided I'm not going to let my heart be afraid. One of the, one of the greatest fears of our generation is crowds. And there are all kinds of believers across this city, and around the world who are very nervous about going into places where crowds gather. Do you know that the enemy would love for believers to stay out of places where crowds gather because then there's just darkness, there's no light? Did it ever occur to you that maybe the enemy doesn't want you there? So Jesus comes along and he says, Don't fear! Don't let anything let make you fear. Don't let anything make you afraid. Don't be anxious for anything. He told the disciples, don't even worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about, don't, take, don't even take provision for tomorrow. Just go. That's pretty aggressive, isn't it? You're worrying about what's going to happen in 2018 already. We haven't even got to 2017 yet. You're like, oh my Lord, what's going to happen when the interest rates rise? Well, they're going to go up. Then later they're going to go down again. And up and down and, and, and so on. Did you know that 
Farmers don't worry about whether or not they're going to plant seed next year because the Bible says as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Do we have to figure out when things change and, and all, all this stuff about climate change? As long as the earth remains. As long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Jesus said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not the kind of peace that the world gives you. Not a temporary peace. Not a superficial peace. Not a peace that only lasts while people honor the signature on the dotted line. I give you peace. Peace that remains in the midst of trouble. Peace that stabilizes you in the midst of fearful times. Peace that carries you. I am the Prince of Peace. You hear him saying that? And the Philippians 4, 7, listen to this, listen to this, because if he says for you not to let your heart be troubled, then he must tell you how to not let your heart be troubled. And Philippians uh, 4, 7 addresses it, the peace of God which surpasses explanation beyond natural understanding, the peace of God that is beyond your natural thinking will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. A person who lives anxious about everything has let down the guard that Jesus built around their heart and their mind. He says, don't let your heart be troubled. Keep your guard up around your heart and your mind, the peace of God, which is beyond explanation. There are no words in the dictionary to completely and thoroughly explain how a a believer can be at peace when everything around them seems to be in frustration. I remember that I'm going to tell this one story and we're going to go because I said it would be an hour, hour and ten at the most. (laughs) Anybody give me five minutes? There's at least four of you there. That's 20 minutes right there. No. I remember this. My father was a man of great peace. Great was the peace of his heart. He never worried about anything. I, he, he was never worried about a thing in his life. If he was ever worried about anything, I never knew it. Nor did anyone else. But they were going through a particularly difficult season of their life. Our house had caught on fire and... Um, so the stove was destroyed and uh, the freezer had gone out and the washer and dryer had gone out. I mean, they, it was one of those, they lost every appliance in one year. It was horrible. And uh, so then uh, my, they, they, there was financial problems and at this one season of time, I never knew my father to not pay a bill. He was behind in his car payment. And I remember, it was Bank of America. I can remember just as clear as a bell. Bank of America calls, the phone rings, my mom gets on the phone, and the car was broke down, by the way. And he was trying to make the payment on it. And the bank calls and they say to my mom, we're going to come and get that car if you don't make the payment on it. She says, hold on. My dad's name was Clayton. Clayton, they said they're going to come and get the car. What do you want me to tell them? Ah, tell them to come and get it. 
He said, tell them I'll pay for the car if they'll leave it where it sits. But if they come and get it, come and get it. I'll get another car. That's what he said to her. She said, you can either come and get it or we'll get it paid for eventually. It's up to you. Your call. It's sitting in the driveway. Bring a tow truck because it's not running right now. I remember hearing her say that. She hangs up the phone and she says, you never worry about anything, do you? He said, no. I'll repair the car. I'll pay for the car. Or they can come and get it and I'll get another one. And that's how he just approached life. There was, he was not going to worry about anything. It's not that he didn't care and it's not that it didn't matter. Do you know he paid for the car? He got it running. They didn't come and get it. In fact, my mother said that on the phone, the guy was like, oh, ma'am, we don't want your car. We just want you to pay the bill. And he said, oh, he'll pay the bill. Well, he paid the bill. And he fixed the car. And he didn't lose a minute's sleep over the whole ordeal. Amen. I watched her pace a little bit, but he didn't lose any sleep at all. Why? Because he understood that there is a peace that surpasses understanding. That doesn't let you lose sleep even in the midst of difficulty and doesn't let you fall apart whenever things seem to be falling apart around you. It is a gift from Jesus if you will unwrap it. He is the Prince of Peace. Another one of the keys here is Isaiah 26 and 3. We'll keep in perfect peace him whose mind is set upon you. Is your mind set upon your circumstances? If your mind is setting upon your circumstances, you are going to worry. If your mind is set upon the Prince of Peace who has promised to navigate you through every circumstance that you come up against and promised to be with you always, then you can, in the midst of adversity, be in peace. Great, the Bible says, will be your peace. Romans 8 and 6 addresses this, and it says, when you set your mind on the flesh, it produces death frustration. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He really wants to destroy your sleep. Get yourself one of them. They're my pillows. I've been watch- have you been watching those commercials? Dear Lord, there's been my pillow on TV every few minutes all season long. If you set your mind on the flesh, it's death. But if you set your mind on the spirit, you set your mind on the things of the Lord, is life and peace. Peace. Jesus said, He's leaving peace with you. Peace that is beyond explanation. So that your friends can come to you and go, Why aren't you worried? And you can say, I don't know. I tried to worry and I just couldn't. Because I have Jesus. And there just is nothing to worry about because I have the Prince of Peace. I just want to impart to you this morning the Prince of Peace. Jesus. He is our peace. He didn't just give us peace. He is our peace.